Hello, Jacob. Hello, Raz. Nerd Nebula, episode eight. eight. Oh, wow. That was almost as if we actually rehearsed it. Which almost. We didn't. Almost. Well, listeners, welcome to Nerd Nebula, episode eight. We got a lot of shit to talk about. We really do. There's been a lot going on lately. A lot of interesting news came out, a lot of um, trailers, a lot of just stuff on Netflix and all that. So we're going to try to incorporate as much of it into this episode because we did promise in the last episode that we'd have a longer one this time. We did. We did indeed. So... I'm guessing this is going to go for about an hour or so, the episode, once we edit it down and all that. Yeah, we'll see how we go. You saw Doom Patrol. I did. I did. I really enjoyed the first episode. It was a lot of fun. Because a lot of the characters had been introduced in Titans, it didn't feel wholly new, which is kind of good, because it didn't need to introduce the characters again. It felt like... They had that nice balance between you didn't need to have watched Titans. You could still understand everything. You could still meet the characters and everything made sense. But it didn't pander to it too much, I guess. Like it didn't reintroduce them and make you feel like your life's dragging on, which was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. I, for one, didn't see Doom Patrol because I just assumed it was on Netflix and it wasn't on Netflix and I was like I'm not paying for another subscription service so uh, I'm just gonna wait like all the other peasants. Yeah fair enough. I mean the (laughs) whole season will get released on Netflix in a couple of months. Once the whole season's been out for a little bit on uh, the DC streaming service I, I reckon it'll all come out at once and you'll be able to binge it in a weekend. That's what I like to hear because I really enjoy Titans like to so much fun. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much, but you know, I did. It has been said that Doom Patrol was the inspiration for Umbrella Academy and that did amazingly well on Netflix. From what you've seen of Doom Patrol as of yet, do you see any comparison between that and Umbrella Academy? Like how do the two compare? I think there's a few similarities, but not so many that it feels like you're watching the same show. Like Umbrella Academy is definitely its own entity. It's definitely well written and well shot, well thought out. And Doom Patrol is as well. They are their own entities, as I said. I feel like Umbrella Academy had a fair bit more attention paid to it. And because it was coming straight out on Netflix, it didn't have... Like the DC overlords watching over anything, making sure that everything fit in. You know, like there's there's all the shows like Arrow and Gotham and those sort of shows, and they all sort of work together in their own little way. I think because Doom Patrol is doing that with Titans and God knows how many other shows that are going to pop up, I feel like it had so much more restraint, whereas because mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy is its own universe, it's its own canon and everything, it had a bit more room to move and it had a bit more creative freedom. Okay, it does sound good. Obviously, Doom Patrol appears in one of the episodes of Titans and from that one episode, I wasn't entirely sold on the premise. The characters are a lot more fleshed out in the episode that I saw of Doom Patrol. I'm interested enough that I'll watch more, I'll say that much. Because I do want to go into these things 
and be pleasantly surprised. I don't want to go with preconceived notion that it's going to be shit. And then when I watch it, it is actually shit. And I'm like, well, I wasted my fucking time. But like, yeah. like I said, with Titans, I went into it thinking it's going to be shit. And then it turned out to be fucking amazing. And I was like, well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah that was definitely something. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so I think I, I think Doom Patrol might take a while to find its feet. Like it might take a few episodes to really get the groove going. But that yeah. first episode was quite well done, and Brendan Fraser's character is just so much fun. Is he Robot Man? Yeah. Or- yeah, so, so yeah, I did see an an article about how he really enjoyed playing the character. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I feel like he brings that sort of that levity to the character that it needed to be portrayed well it almost feels nostalgic watching him play that without him playing it sort of thing but like you see him as a human for the like for parts of it does it have like flashback sequences yeah too? yeah 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 right it's okay. like origin story pieces and yeah it's really nicely done okay okay right right just so from what you've seen so far you would recommend it yeah I definitely think it will take its time to find its feet properly, but yeah. I feel like the first for the first episode, it drew me in. It kept me wanting to know more about the universe and about the people in it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some more. And it has Alan Tudyk in it, and he is great in anything. Oh, nice. It'll okay. be interesting to see him play that style of role. Like, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, he's uh, he's going to be an interesting player in that universe. I'm definitely looking forward to binging it because honestly, Jacob, I'm going to be honest with you. I said honest twice. I can't watch a series episode by episode anymore. I need to binge it. I've been spoiled by fucking Netflix. I I can't just, I can't wait a week to find out what happens next. I need to know now. (laughs) See, I'm, I'm finding that at the moment because I'm watching the Orville as it comes out and it's, a great fun show that uh, Seth MacFarlane has done. Yeah. Sort of like a Star Trek spoof. And I'm watching that ep- episode by episode. And there's like a two-part episode. And I had to wait a week and just suffered that whole week. It's always in the back of my mind. Like, but what happens? Even with some shows, when they come out on TV, I don't watch it for like sometimes months. And then I can just like, you know, binge the episodes out. Yeah. I do that with like um, Supernatural. I just watch them like, yeah, but I want to get to like the overarching plot. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to wait like another month. So I'm just going to wait it out. But yeah. anyway, yeah, Doom Patrol, looking forward to it. Yeah. But now there's other things that I'm also looking forward to. And a few trailers have come out for them. Yeah. yeah. One of them, no, actually two of them, I wasn't sure what to think from their first trailers. Yep. But after both their second trailers came out, I'm looking forward to both of them. See, and for the we- first one we're going to talk about, I was not sold at all by the first trailer. The other one, however, I was instantly sold, and I think it's going to be fantastic. And I've thought that ever since I heard who was going to be playing the main character. Jacob, didn't you want to be the very best, the best that ever was? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're, of course, talking about Detective Pikachu trailer 2. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. I am... Uh... Really looking forward to it now, Jacob. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, the hype meter went up through the fucking roof after I saw that second trailer. Yeah, I know. You won't stop talking about it every time I see you. It, it's like seeing a kid before Christmas. I know, it's great. 
the animation in it looks phenomenal. When you think of like a live action Pokemon movie, you're just thinking that's it's not going to work. It's going to look bizarre. Seeing this and the style and the animation, how it's done, you're like, I don't know how they actually pulled it off, but they fucking did it. It looks like a seamless blend between humans and Pokemon in real life. Yeah. What do you think on the on how it looks like? Does it still look odd to you? Are you more hyped about it? Or do you still think it's shit? I'm not entirely sold, but the more I think about it, I think I'm... I'm definitely interested to see what it's like. And I, I, I think I want to go in not knowing too much about it and not knowing the story of Detective Pikachu or anything. Like, I want to go in completely blind and be blown away by a fun movie. That's anyone's hope. But yeah. what interests me is that Ryan Reynolds is going to be voicing Detective Pikachu. In the, and it looks, and it sounds, looks, it sounds like it's going to be a Deadpool kind of character, but for kids. And I don't know why that just makes me smile. Yeah, I, um, I'm definitely interested to see what comes of it. It doesn't look like they're just pandering that it's like, hey, look, it's a talking Pikachu and there's Pokemon and there's that just happens to be one of the elements in a mystery story. Like they've gone out their way to make this seem like an authentic Pokemon world from what I've seen so far, because they include the classic female trainer from Pokemon Red. Yeah. Like they have, you know, the classic outfit with the cap and the um, chick has like a Psyduck in her backpack. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a good hype movie for both kids and adults. Like kids, obviously, it's a it's a fun kids movie and has Pokemon and people everywhere around the world. Kids love fucking Pokemon, and the adults who grew up with Pokemon and they can look forward to this and also maybe have like you know some some hidden dirty jokes in there with Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu, and it will just make a fun watch for both the kids and the adults. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's going to not exclude any audience. Like, it's going to be good for the kids, and it's going to be a lot of fun for the adults that get dragged along with the kids. And, I mean, a lot of the people that grew up on Pokemon are parents now, so they're going to be able to take their kids and then, like, share that with them, and I think that's really, really cool. It's an all-round good-feel movie, I think. It's going to be one of those things that you would want to go and see twice or maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see the appeal of that. Maybe take and the also, kids once and then go once by yourself. And also, fucking Mewtwo. They yeah. show fucking Mewtwo exploding out of a fucking a Pikachu balloon and it's just looking fucking badass. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's, that's too much. I can't. There's too much hype. Why did you burst <laughs> out of a fucking balloon looking like you're gonna fuck shit up, Mewtwo? What is this? I want to go see this right now. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how, how Mewtwo acts. Uh, with the new animation style like he's always been a character that would fit like 3d cg so it'd be cool to see him done like that now i know it may be asking a bit much but i really hope that team rocket is in it in some way or fashion oh there's going to be a nod to them at least if it's just a nod i want something to blow up and someone just flies off into the fucking sky i don't know how they'd play that off but i'll, I'll be interested to see that if they manage to pull that off in a way that makes sense in the context of the movie, I'm just going to hats off to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not sure when it's coming out. I can't remember if they set a release date or it's just like... I know, I know it's later this year, but I don't think they've announced a proper release date that I've seen. All right. 
is the second movie that we're going to be talking about. Well, the second trailer for the movie that we're going to be talking about coming out this year. Yeah, this is this is the one that I've been hyped on. And I know we've talked about it yeah. briefly when uh, the first trailer came out. And that but first the trailer second trailer shit. has you sold. The first yeah, trailer was good. It had me hooked. It had me interested in seeing because it's now now that I've got a new guy playing because the old guy he's a bit old to be playing. You know the rock and soccer action hero. We should probably say the name of the movie and just not keep like you know. Yeah, I guess we could probably like stop alluding to it now. We're we're talking about Hellboy. Hellboy. I am very, very keen to see this. Like, this I've been, I've been a f- big Hellboy fan since I was reading the comics when I was a kid. But like, this is more fucking like it. Like, this trailer has me sold because that first trailer, like, I'm not even kidding. I fully think the CG wasn't finished. Like, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but it definitely wasn't. Didn't feel as polished as this. It looked like the effects and the animation needed like two more renders or something because <laughs> like I was I saw that when when the first trailer came out I saw that and I fully thought this is coming to Netflix and it's gonna be a, an all right flick but with this one it looks fucking badass like the it effects does. are there the um the think, story seems a like lot more fleshed out. Just shows a bit more of the action and shows off some of the more impressive parts of the CG. It's kind of like the makers of the movie saw they didn't get that much traction with the first trailer, so they decided, oh, uh, so they decided to be like, oh, so you want to see what we can actually do. All right, here it is. And they just like laid it out on a silver platter. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a nice uh, a silver platter. I Can I have two of those, please? <laughs> I, I, one thing I didn't like about it is it gave away quite a bit of the story. Like it gave uh, away a lot of plot points that I feel are going to be quite big in the movie. That or they're a red herring, but you know, a lot of trailers nowadays kind of have but, yeah. to show a bit more because some people just aren't sold. The whole thing of like mystery doesn't really work too much in this day and age. Everyone's especially just like not looking... with like, especially not with this style of movie. Like with a horror movie, yeah. the more suspenseful and mysterious the trailer is, the better. Yeah. And I think the trailer for us, the mo- the new Jordan Peele movie, that yeah. that shows that quite well. You can tell sort of what's going to happen, but it doesn't give away too much. And that's what I like in a trailer. I like a trailer that leaves me wanting more, not one that shows me the entire movie. I don't think it showed off the entire movie. I, I think I'm not saying this one the... shows off the entire movie. I'm saying it just shows a wee bit more, wee bit more leg than I would like. I personally don't feel like anything was spoiled. I feel like they had to show what the stakes are. I mean, it's it's more of a you know more of a stylized version of the uh, battle between good and evil, and I think they had to show that there's the good guy who's kind of a bad guy, but he's actually good, and they're fighting the forces of evil and whatnot. And this is the villain to establish the world more because people might not remember or people just didn't care about the first two Hellboy movies or they were too young to watch them and yeah, they have to yeah, that's true. They have to show what how this world looks and works more to the people who aren't familiar with the property. I feel like because there's a new actor and because they're trying to tell a whole new story and I've got new characters and I've dropped old characters that 
they probably wanted to tell a bit of the story and get everyone involved because it's going to be a new telling of the Hellboy story. It's not a direct sequel. It's not a remake. It's a new version. Yeah. New version's probably not the right word. It's a new retelling. It's the story of Hellboy, but for a new generation. And yeah. honestly, I'm getting used to the new actor, David Harbour, playing Hellboy. I feel like yeah. this trailer showed off his comedic timing and him playing the character a lot better than the first trailer did. Yeah. Ron Perlman did an amazing job as Hellboy in those first two movies, but I feel like David Harbour's going to do a good job. Maybe not as good as Ron, because that performance was quite something, but still pretty up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do they have a uh, release date for this one? Or I probably should have looked this up before we started recording, but... 12th of April. 12th of April? 12th of April 2019. But that's just around the corner. Holy shit. Yeah, that's Uh, only like four weeks away. I was certain it was coming out somewhere close to like Halloween or something. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm pleasantly surprised that it's that early. Huh, well, we don't have to wait long then. It's even before um, Avengers Endgame, because that's coming out on the 26th. Yeah. Yeah, so, whoa. Okay, so we got a few high-profile films coming out in the near future, so that's so that that's pretty good. Yeah. Got more stuff to look forward to. Uh, and apparently Pokemon Detective Pikachu comes out May. In May? Yeah, it just says May 2019. It doesn't say a date. Wow, okay. Um, wow, there's a lot of big movies coming very close to each other. Yeah. 2019 looks like it's going to be a big year for movies because Star Wars Episode Nine comes out at the end of the year too. Yep. Unfortunately, Sonic the Hedgehog comes out this year. Oh, fuck's sakes. Yeah. Um, I don't Uh, even want to talk about that. uh, The fuck is this? It looks so bizarre. I mean, it might be good. I'm not going to say, you know, because I've been proven wrong before on like trailers, but this just, just, no. Yeah. Before we move away from the trailers, there's one more trailer that I want to talk... Well, it was more of a teaser that I want to talk about, and (laughs) uh, there's a new Doom movie coming out. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. I was kind Uh, of interested to see how they would make it. Like, I was hoping it would have a bit more of like a Doom 2016 vibe, but it just feels like the Carl Urban and The Rock one, but shitter. It feels like they're trying to make Starship Troopers... And failing fucking miserably. I saw on one of the Facebook pages I'm on about like films and all that that there's oh there's a new Doom movie. I was like oh okay maybe it's it's gonna be one of those more like um smaller budget. Well it doesn't look like it has a small budget, but like smaller budget more focused on the actual essence of Doom. But yeah. no, it looks like the old Doom movie is just that it's not coming out in 2005. It's coming out in 2019. And I'm, yeah. and I'm just like. Anyone want another shitty Doom movie? Because I for one didn't. I would like a Doom movie if it was animated and based more around the Doom 2016 game and Doom Eternal mm. game. I think that, that that would do well. That would be nice and fun and light. Well, be pretty heavy in the violence department, but... Doom was never a game that had a shitload of story. It had great lore and it was a lot of fun, but it didn't bog it down with story and then they tried to do that with the movie and it failed miserably so now they're trying again and i just don't understand why yeah they're trying again almost 15 years later jesus has it been that long first do movie came out in 2005 it's 2019 why are you trying again with the same kind of low budget and the same kind of look and feel it just raises too many questions 
as to why anyone thought this was a good idea. Yeah, good lord. Uh, I mean, sure, make it. Maybe you'll make some money. Yeah. Maybe you won't. I'm not gonna rush out to the cinema to watch this. If it even comes to like cinema, it may be just like a straight to internet release. You never know. Yeah. This concludes our discussion on trailers, Jacob. It was quite a nice talk. Yeah, yeah. But now let's move on to a more interactive medium, video games. And let's make fun of Anthem. Oh, please. Oh, this game is tanked so hard and I'm not surprised in the slightest. (laughs) I, I actually don't know a single person who has bought it. I know someone who wanted to buy it and then decided, yeah, nah. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Was it and you? I'm not buying anything EA after Mass Effect Andromeda. And speaking of Mass Effect Andromeda, that game sold better and it got reviewed better than Anthem. Oh. There was a like a screen cap from Metacritic. Mass Effect Andromeda is like some at like a 71 or like a 70 and Anthem is sitting at like low 60s or like high 50s. <laughs> and that's not good. No. Right? The sales for Anthem is one quarter of Andromeda. Is that Andromeda total or Andromeda in the opening week? Andromeda in the opening week that's so far. But rough. even with accumulated sales in the following weeks of its like release, it's doing nowhere near what Bioware and EA were expecting it to do. And this is Bioware, the masters of like storytelling and video games. Like they're the makers of like Dragon Age, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Jade Empire and all that. And the story in this game, there is no story. There's lore that you can find through like items and like, you know, characters allude to events, but you never play through those events it's just people saying oh yeah so you remember that big ass amazing epic battle that we had yeah that was show or something too bad that you're never gonna see it i've watched a few videos of people ripping the game apart and there's like i think like two or three areas that you can go through the game and play and it becomes incredibly repetitive all the loot all the weapons they look the same it doesn't matter if you have a level one rifle or a level 50 rifle it looks the fucking same and in a game that based on its loot that's just fucking lazy and boring if you're gonna have a looter shooter like hands down need to have really really different guns and you need to show the progression between like yeah this is like kind of cool looking level one or two through to like depending what your level progression is like and then you have like some really really hefty big heavy weapons and that sort of stuff yeah according to almost everyone the game is a chore to play like towards the end because this is another one games as a live service from ea you pay full price for a game and it's like one quarter of the experience the other parts of the game come out in the next months and uh, you have to pay for more of that because you know ea doesn't make full-fledged games anymore no they just make a skeleton of a game and then you have to pay for all the individual parts to make out to make up the full body because you know that's how a business model for these games is a live service thing that companies like ea and activision are doing nowadays they don't have enough money apparently i mean they are huge budget games they take a lot to make them so i can imagine it being 
quite demanding to actually afford to make these games. They need, they need to make a high profit. But then you make an entire game. Like, like Look at Destiny. They made an entire game and then they cut three quarters of it out and then release it as seven segments and sold each one to you for 60 bucks a pop when you paid 120 for the fucking original game. It was, And that's the business model that all these games are based on now. And they just feel exactly the same. Looking at Anthem, it looked like someone said, can you copy Destiny and just make it a third-person shooter? Okay, thanks. Yeah, just put like a bits of story in there, but it's not really needed. And this coming from Bioware is just disappointing and sad. I'm sure if Dragon Age 4 doesn't sell well, EA is going to shut down Bioware. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Like They want studios under their umbrellas to make these expansive games as live service. And then when a company that's not used to doing those games does them and they don't do well, EA is like, well, it's clearly not the problem with us. It's a problem with you. So we're going to shut you down. Ugh. Let's talk about a game that actually did well, and that's Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. I haven't bought it yet, but I know some people who have, and they say that the game is absolutely amazing. It's a full return for the uh, series after the stupidly named DMC Devil May Cry. That's that Devil May Cry. pretty fun, though. Eh, I didn't like it. I had, I had fun. It didn't draw me, like, I, I didn't keep coming back to it, and I didn't finish it, but it was, it was okay. People can obviously like the game if they, you know, if they liked it, but I thought it was too much of a departure from the series. And I know it's like a what if story, but it's a what if story that I just didn't care to have. <laughs> so I like yeah. because I bought the game when it came out and I finished it and I was just like, meh. And then I think I sold something. But Devil May Cry 5 is a full return in form. It's a continuation of the story from 1 to 4. I'm pretty sure it's a direct sequel to 4, because it takes place a few years after. And um, unlike Anthem, it's a fully fleshed game, like from start to finish. It does have some microtransactions in it, but that's just for like red orbs, so you can buy combos and all that stuff faster, which it's kind of shitty. It's a single player game, so I I don't think it's going to be game breaking. It just gives you like that little bit of an edge if you don't have the time to sink as much into one particular game. No, it's definitely not game breaking. It's not the type of game that was built with the aspect of um, microtransactions for grind built in. So that's just there if you just don't want to wait to unlock the cool combos as you get through them through a natural progression but uh yeah no it's it's a full game it's it's incredibly fun the combat system is amazing it looks absolutely gorgeous and uh this is another win for capcom yeah capcom has been putting out some great hits lately like resident evil 7 the resident evil 2 remake and now this which are all getting like high praise and selling well it's like see capcom that's what happens when you make games that people actually want and and you do them well you get money fancy that absolutely yeah i'm i think i'm gonna buy the game in the next couple of weeks because i still got a lot the games i haven't finished or like i'm still Chugging through Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. The, the, uh, and I don't want to buy a game and just it's just there and I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. But it's definitely on my wish list eventually. And um, this is a gaming story that most people didn't know about. Kind of like flew over their, um, their heads. But I think it's 
such a what the fuck moment that I just needed to talk about it. Are you familiar with the company THQ? Yes. THQ Nordic, as they're known nowadays, um, you know, they bought a few new uh, new studios and they've been putting out some good mid-tier games. They put out Darksiders 3, which I thought was kind of mediocre, but that's neither here nor there. So basically, they've been on a good stride, right? They've been making money, not big amounts of money, but they've been doing okay for themselves. So they like decided, hey, let's put out an AMA, which is ask me anything yeah and uh, guess where they decided to host this ama let me guess not reddit where everyone does an ama yeah no 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 you know they're too fucking special to put a ama on fucking reddit you know like the biggest site on the fucking planet no they decided to put it on achan why why I mean, the only traffic you're going to get there are trolls and troglodytes. A-chan is for the people who think 4chan is not edgy enough. Out of anywhere on the internet you could have hosted an AMAA. Why A-chan? And as you'd expect, the whole thing went tits up. Like, people started commenting, you know, I'm not going to mention it, but it's like really unsavory things. Yeah. And they literally put out a tweet to the thread of the AMA saying, we're doing an AMA here and we don't know why, which echoed the thoughts of everyone else. It's like, why? Yeah. Why, why are you doing this? To give more of a thing as to what a place Achan is, most of the threads on Achan don't come up through the Google filter. Yeah. And a professional company decided to be like, yeah, we're going to answer questions from people on that site. Yeah. And we're going to do it in a public forum where our um, customers, our investors and all the like can see because we know how to do business good. Yeah. It took them four days to issue an apology. And as far as I'm aware, the employee who conducted the AMA got no penalties. They didn't get fired or pay cut or anything. They just said, oh, we're sorry. And I'm pretty sure that apology was for shareholders and, you know, more of a PR business move rather than them being, oh, we actually fucked up and we're sorry and we're going to yeah. try to do better. Yeah. You know, just when THQ Nordic was recovering from almost bankruptcy a few years ago, they just had to do this because they are a very smart cookie. Yeah. You know, it's just so fucking dumb. But you know what's not dumb? Apex Legends. Yeah. Now that is the story of a battle royale done right that is so much fun sure it can be a little bit laggy and all that but i mean it's still an alpha so what do you expect it overtook fortnite in like three days yeah because it it doesn't feel so fucking childish like fortnite does yeah fortnite had the building going for it and that was the only reason i ever played it and i only only ever played it for the uh save the world mode that was a lot of fun you know horde modes with your friend so much fun and then i tried playing the uh the battle royale version and just didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much and then apex legend came along and all of a sudden i spent three weeks of every single night playing apex legends it's a great game. It's, it's a lot of fun. I would even say it's fun when you can't find other squads because you're always in like tension. It's like, when is the enemy going to get here? Is there a good place to hide? Can I hide somewhere and wait for the enemy or do I go to uh, them? It's a really cat and mouse thing, but you always have to be on your toes because the ring that is around the arena gets smaller and smaller. So if you get caught yeah 
outside of it, you take damage. So you have to be inside the ring, and that ring gets smaller and smaller each three minutes or so. Yeah. It's a great game, and I can see how many people switch from Fortnite to this. Yeah. This game was put out by um, Respawn Entertainment, the people who made Titanfall, and yeah. obviously was published by um, EA. EA had no faith in this whatsoever, so they did no marketing. Yeah. And then the game turned out to be an overnight success, being like, hey, look, if you actually make a good product, people will play it. Yeah. It's like, wow, maybe you should have tried more with Anthem. Maybe you should have put the same level of like fucking commitment to Anthem as you put with Apex Legends, or at least uh, responded with the game. Yeah, yeah. About a year ago, there was a Reddit user who leaked the map for Apex Legends and said that Respawn was making a Battle Royale game. And the thread got like 14 comments or so. And everyone was like, nah, this is bullshit. You're full of shit. Shut up. And then the game came out and people found the uh, thread. Now are just shouting the Reddit user in gold. It's like, we are so sorry. Yeah, it's funny how a lot of threads in Reddit, they won't pick up much traction when they get posted. And then all of a sudden, like a year down the track or two years down the track or whatever, everyone's like, oh, wait, this guy was right. I've, I've, I've heard of that happening for a number of movies and games. And it's it's always funny seeing that pop up. And then that guy's like, ha ha, I wasn't crazy. See, I was telling the truth. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Happy ending short tale there. Yeah. And speaking of happy endings, I think that brings us to a close on our episode eight. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I'm not giving you a happy ending, Raz. You've got to at nah. least buy me a drink first. And you're way too cheap for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> you are correct. This, this is the end of episode eight. And I think we've talked about quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the time has just flew by. I didn't realize we were getting to like this late. So yeah, this was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun. As always, as we always record these things, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So until we reconvene for our next council in episode nine, I shall say goodbye. And I shall say, hail Satan. Ha! <laughs>